welcome to Books Unbound, the podcast where we unbind books to get to their hearts with your hosts, us. It's Ariel and... Raylene. Hello. I feel like there was a big uh, drum roll there. Silent drum roll. (laughs) Oh, man, you guys. We are happy to be here recording this episode. Before I talk about literally anything else, (laughs) I would like to thank... Every single person who has shared on social media, but also just the fact if this happened to you, that Books Unbound was your top played podcast on Spotify Wrapped or the Apple Music equivalent, whatever other ones there are. That is so cool. That's so cool, right, Raylene? It is cool, especially <laughs> seeing when people listened to like 2,000 hours, or not hours, sorry, minutes. minutes. Yeah, <laughs> That would be a lot of hours. Um, but I mean, I guess that's also a possibility. Um, like 20 <laughs> hours worth of Books Unbound. But yeah, no, that's really cool. It's, it's kind of so crazy cool to think about. And definitely kind of... You know, it's like that very validating, legitimizing thing where it makes me feel like we have a real podcast. If people are like having their little Spotify wrapped and it's like books unbound. And it's another moment where I'm so unbelievably proud of our logo. Our logo is so nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're we're really lucked out there. We don't have to. We'll probably never have to make a new one because it's perfect. No. It's perfect. I remember, so if you guys don't know a little bit of the lore here, um, I actually started Books Unbound and it was literally like four episodes um, before Raylene was part of Books Unbound. I know. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. It doesn't even seem real. (laughs) It doesn't even seem real. I hate to think about that dark, dark past. Um, But because I really wanted to make this like book podcast and stuff, I thought it was a really good idea. At the time, I didn't know if I wanted a co-host or not. And I didn't like... I didn't know who would want to do the project with me. So I was like, ah, I'll just do it on my own. And so I worked with a friend of mine who's an amazing graphic designer. And I was like, basically, I brought to her a couple of things. I had a very specific vision in mind. Mm. I brought to her the um, Puff and Chalk editions. You know, the Puff and Chalk editions? Oh, yeah, I love those. Yes. And the Anne of Green Gables audiobook narrated by Rachel McAdams audible uh exclusive has a very similar cover like if people go and look at those and that versus our logo you will see how i got to where i got um and anyways i'm going on a tangent i've had a glass of wine (laughs) (laughs) i love that i love when we record in the evening things are a little different (laughs) it's like it's like uh books unbound unplugged uh a little bit sloppier but in a good way in a nice way we love it i also got a new ring light which is so crazy yeah, ariel is like a hilarious. rainbow to me <laughs> i um am filming a very fancy video god damn it if you guys don't watch it when it comes out <laughs> you guys better <laughs> we won't but, talk to you anymore yeah i won't talk to you anymore um but I'm filming this video and I want to do as best as I can, as I possibly can for this video. And I had this idea for like a lighting thing and me and my dad were in a shop and I walked past this ring light and it's, the box is so funny, Raylene. It's got these two like pictures on it of like what I think marketing executives imagine TikTok stars to oh, look like, you know, <laughs> and it's like vlogging, podcasting, 
TikTok. And I'm like, (laughs) damn it, I'm going to buy this $25 ring light. Damn it. Um, But anyway, now I just have it on all the time because it's kind of fun. Like, it's got all these great colors. Mm -hmm. And I've got it on pink. Uh, it's like a pink circle spinning with blue and uh, really. Well, that's so why the looks... color keeps changing. I was like, I don't understand what color you have right now, but should it's I cool. make it stop spinning? Is it driving you crazy? No, it's not that. It's okay, not that good, obvious good, from good, my good. side. Um, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, I was saying thank you to everyone who. <laughs> God damn it! I was saying thank you to everyone who shared, who has shared our podcast, has listened to our podcast, has been a part of our community. Like it's nuts, but it's December, Raylene. We did another oh, whole year of the pod. I know. That's it's crazy. Wild. So it is really meaningful to us um, and to the whole team. Because as you guys know, my brother, CJ Bissett, edits this podcast. Our lovely friend, Kaylee Hyde, it does our Instagram and um, other social media stuff. So our little team is so grateful to everyone who listens and shares. And I just wanted to put that out there because that, that really brightened my week. Mm-hmm. um that felt good it did feel good this has been a this has been a difficult day for me but it has been a wonderful day for raylene because raylene yeah. had the day off and she went to a book fair so yes, i do I think did. we should start here because this is a fun place to it's start, a good raylene. place to start yeah so this um this big book sale my mom and i usually go to every year but last year it was canceled because of, of course, covid yeah. and so unfortunately i did not get to go and it was very sad and um they brought it back and it was in a new location so usually it's in like a huge like kind of like an almost like an ice rink that doesn't have ice like a ginormous oh, place sure. with yeah, tons yeah, of yeah. tables but this time it was just in like a tiny little room at a rec center because it got moved to a different location and we were like okay this is fine <laughs> So it was very, very squishy because there was lots of people in there, but they had lots of great books. Um, so I picked up a total of 16 books for myself. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. How much um, money did you spend, though? Well, they were $3 each. Yeah, you see, so, that's what's so cool. Yeah, that's, awesome. that's the cool thing about this sale. Yeah, the books are $3 each today and tomorrow but then on sunday they go down to one dollar yeah each. but i was but like then I'm not there's no wait. good there's no good books exactly left. Yeah. so i was like you That's know what three dollars per book is still pretty solid especially when you find out what books i got so i'm just going to haul five of them here on the pod because i am going to be making a book haul for the patrons with the entire book haul so otherwise we're going to be here all day just talking about <laughs> my book haul and who really wants that <laughs> okay so i've got these are basically I think these, yeah, these are all the ones that I think you will be interested by, which is yes. kind of why I picked them. Yes, um, cool. So the first one is, once again, a book olds that I did a little while oh, ago you that sure I happened know, to find. You sure know how to convince yourself how to buy a book. <laughs> I know. Well, because the book olds are often books that I just like, I'll scour the internet until I find something that sounds interesting to me. So every time mm. I share a book old, it's like, of it's a book I would read. Um, <laughs> and this one was like kind of a weird find. So I got Picnic at Hanging Rock by Joan Lindsay. Oh, yeah. This I is that, that Australian classic that takes yeah. place in the year 1900 about a bunch of girls from i believe a boarding school that go for a picnic and then some of them disappear and it looks it looks unread looks pristine. yeah it's a nice like pretty much pristine black penguin classics which i love these yeah and it's nice no no writing in it no yeah it's nice and floppy it's very good so that was like a good snag i didn't think i was ever going to find that book alone such a nice copy um so that felt really good and then here's a fun one i got the hen who dreamed she could fly (gasps) 
which is by Sun Mi Huang, which is an aerial book. You yeah. read this last year, I believe, in the summertime. And yeah. I was there when you read it. And so you told me a bit about it, but oh, I've forgotten right. everything. I so, was like, how the hell do you remember exactly when I read that book? But you were there. I was there. I remember <laughs> you were sitting right next to me in our pink and blue chairs. <laughs> and it's so cute. It's got adorable illustrations, which I forgot about. Yeah. And yeah. Do I know what this book is about? Not really. There's Ooh, a I can tell you. You tell me. <laughs> it, 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 somewhere on it, it says that it's like a kind of like a Charlotte's Web type of story. That's what it compares it to. I don't know. If yeah, that's accurate. I think I think that's a really fair representation in that, you know, it's about farm animals and it's a little bit like a fairy tale a little bit. But yeah. um, it's about a chicken who basically realizes that the farmers are taking her eggs and so she never gets to have a baby. And oh, she right. really, really, really wants to just have a baby. Like that's what she wants to do more than anything. And so mm -hmm. she's trying to kind of like hack the system or escape or get out in a way that she can finally have her egg and, you know, do whatever, what is it they roost, they sit on it and yeah. like she cook her egg <laughs> to the point where a chick <laughs> appears. And, you know, circumstances happen um, and eventually she does have a baby. I, I don't want to spoil anything too much because it's, it is a wonderful book, but she does get a baby in the end. And um, it then it's this just beautiful story of how she wants to raise him and everything. But like they're chickens, so yeah, it's <laughs> cute. It's it's, it's so really cute. it is really cute. But it was also very emotional. Like it really yeah, packed that. a punch. <laughs> I remember you would just be like, ah, oh. I'm like, yeah. what's wrong? And you're like, I can't tell you. <laughs> you want to read this book? So I can't say. <laughs> so that was fun. Okay, next book was honestly very surprising and it was funny because oh. i did like a whole lap of like all of the fiction tables and then i was like let me just look around one more time and i came back around and i was like that book wasn't there before and um so i snatched up because they were like running around refilling tables as we all went yes. through the sale because people were That's like attacking so... the tables okay that is what is so nuts about these uh book fairs because they get so many donations on stuff they literally mm -hmm. can't put out all of the books so it makes yeah. you want to go back because you're like they are gonna restock it or like maybe i no, should exactly. stay here a bit longer because they keep refilling it yeah i know if you stand around for a few hours there'd probably be tons of books that weren't there before and i yeah. know from going to the previous sales where they had the huge room there would be these pallets like with saran wrap oh, wow. books, like all at the end of the room. And my mom and I would always go over and like look at them and they were like, hey, those books haven't been put out yet. Don't go over there. But we would sneak over there anyway, because that's where all the good stuff was. Um, but anyways, yeah, so I looped around and I found this book and oh, this is a book that I wasn't necessarily planning on buying, but when I saw it for three bucks, I was like, why the hell not? Yeah. Um, and that is One Last Stop by Casey McQuiston. That is very Such a new interesting. Book. Have you yeah. read, read, have you read yeah. Red, White and Royal Blue? I have. I I read that was one of the first books I read when we started the podcast. Yeah, I, th I think I remember that. And I, that's something it, that right? I always remember, like episode, I don't know, two or three is when I first talked about it. And I really enjoyed it. It was the type of book that, you know, if you want something that you can just like fly through in one sitting mm. and you want something that's going to be easy to read, but like deep and have like stuff going on at the same time, that's very much what that book was. And I have a feeling that this book will be similar. I don't really know anything about the plot. I quickly looked at the back and it takes place in New York and there's something about a train. So you know what? Yeah. That sounds nice. <laughs> yeah. I um I also got that book. Do you remember? Yeah, I thought so. I, I was thinking about you when I saw it. 
<laughs> yeah, I bought it a few months ago, and basically I'd been walking through a mall that had a Kohl's in it. God damn it, that's how they get you. Um, <laughs> and I like looked around, and I was looking at that book just because it had recently come out, and I'd heard a lot of people talking about it. Yeah, and um, I was looking at it, and the sales associate that worked at that Kohl's was like so enthusiastic about it. It had one of her stickers on it oh, that nice. said like Kelsey recommends or whatever. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I guess I'm interested in it. And she was like, listen. And she just like went on this whole speech. And she was, <laughs> she really convinced me to buy the book. And she was yeah. like, because it has a staff pick sticker on it. Like, if you want to return it, if you read it and you hate it, you can return it. And I was like, okay, well, well, what the hell? And so I bought yeah. it. Um, so I've had it on my shelf. So maybe that could be a buddy read for us because. Hey, that's true. I'll add it to our list. We have yes. a good list of like 20 books that we both really want to read. And that would make great buddy reads. And hopefully we'll tackle them in uh, in the new year. But yeah, yeah I also I feel like this is an opportunity to mention somebody. I don't remember who. I'm sorry, because this is just um, I'm doing this <laughs> off script, ladies and gentlemen. We never oh have a script, God. but I'm doing What's this happening? off script. <laughs> somebody messaged us and said... Because do you remember I was talking when it was in the Lena episode? I had mentioned that all of the Heather's picks have yeah. guarantees on them. Like if you don't like the book, um, you can return it because Heather said that you would like it. <laughs> Heather said so. Um, well, somebody that works at Chapters, I guess, messaged us, I think on Instagram, and they said you can return any book you don't like to Chapters. So they were like, you have to mention that on the website or yeah, on the there podcast is a time frame though like it has to be within yeah. two weeks and it can't be it can't look red like it exactly has to be in it new still has to still. look prim and proper and perfect yeah. um but you can return a book if you hated it or something and so that they wanted us to do that psa to the people yeah so to the yeah. people if you can manage to read a book <laughs> and make the book look perfect but you hate it in the end or <laughs> i mean i guess this also works if you like start reading a book and you're like 40 pages in and you regret buying it you're like oh mm -hmm. i actually don't like this if it's still looking in perfect condition you could maybe return it and get a different book yeah that makes more sense to me i i dislike the idea of like reading an entire book and then returning it because then in that system anybody could do that with any book yes and, and it's I, like I do I, it's think just that using that a bookstore like a library that, like I at don't that point that. use your local library exactly. i totally agree with you but I, I can totally see the situation where you like try it for 40 pages and you're yeah. like actually i'd like to exchange this for something else um it's really interesting though isn't it like you're just taking a chance i would never think with like a movie for example if i rented a movie and i wasn't liking it like 20 minutes in i wouldn't think that they'd get their money back i'd be like ah, i mean i took a chance it's art exactly man. i took a risk <laughs> and it's my bad and let's move on <laughs> that's oh. kind of the way i think i i don't think i've ever like full on went to return a book to get my full money back because I didn't enjoy the book. It's like, well, it's not the bookstore's fault that I didn't like the book. <laughs> I recently had the, I think maybe the closest I've ever had to this, which is a couple of months ago, I ordered from my local bookstore Taproot by Kesey Young, that graphic novel. Yeah. And I put it on order. And it was going to take a while to get into stock because it was like, mm. I don't know, shipping from abroad or something. And then you gifted that book to me for yeah. my birthday. <laughs> and so I then got an email from the bookstore that was like, your book is here. And mm. I was like, oh, God. 
<laughs> I was like, this is a this is a bad scenario. I then forgot to reply to the email. That's oh, on no. me. That's an aerial bad. I will admit to that because basically I was like, okay, I have to figure out what I'm going to do here. I will reply to this. I did the classic thing. I'll reply to this later. Month yeah. goes by. I order a different book from the bookshop. The very oh. lovely sales associate is like, hey, no problem. We'll order this book and it'll be here in 13 days or something. By the way, you ordered Taproot and it's <laughs> been here for a month. <laughs> and I was like, oh God, <laughs> the time has come for me to tell my truth. And mm -hmm. so I messaged, I replied to her email and I was like, my friend gave me that book for my birthday. <laughs> if you don't think that you can sell it, like if it's not your policy that you can now just put that on the bookshelves, uh, I will buy it because I did commit to ordering yeah. this book. But if you can just put it on the bookshelves, is there a way for me to back out of this deal? Mm. And she was like, it's totally no problem. And I think it was no problem because like that book cost probably like 20 bucks. And the book I was ordering was like forty dollars so maybe yeah. she was like it's fine <laughs> also i've seen taproot on their bookshelves before so they must be able to sell that book like it's yeah a i'm book sure it sells not like you ordered some kind of weird abstract yeah really or something i don't know <laughs> <laughs> something a little bit odd but yeah that was a real i was glad that she was able to take that back phew phew, phew. well Anyways. i have two more books to yes mention. please keep going keep going <laughs> um so this one is like random but here we go anyway. So I got, I've managed to find a nice, well, not a nice copy, but a copy of A Tale of Two <laughs> Cities by Ooh. Charles Dickens in the same Black Penguin Classics edition as My Great Expectations that I hauled I love a couple that. of episodes ago. Yeah. So now I have these both, like, two matching and both, like, well-worn yeah. copies of these books, which That's feels cool. like the right way to have these books because it's yes. like, they were written in the 1800s. Like, they, they should look well-loved. I don't need, a <laughs> like, a fancy-looking, shiny copy of it. Right, Not right. that this one was printed that long ago, obviously, but <laughs> it just feels nice. You know, for, so for some reason, I love classics that are, like, well-read. Like, I love I having a copy mean, that's yeah. well-read. It just feels right for some reason. So I got that. And then the last one I'm going to mention is actually kind of funny because you I think you told me like a couple episodes ago that you thought I should read this book. And I said, if I ever saw it, I would pick it up. And that book is The Gargoyle by Andrew Davidson. Hey! I knew I would find it sooner or later because That's, this book is everywhere. Yes, that is so interesting. I think the reason that that book got brought up recently is that I was talking about books or yeah. Oh yeah, it was, I think it was The Flowers recommendation request we were oh, doing yeah. and then it was like soulmates or everlasting yeah love. everlasting and then, love <laughs> yeah and that book <laughs> came up about. um yeah. i'm genuinely so curious to hear right? what you think of that book i hope you read it semi soon just because i'm so so curious it's one of these books that like obviously it was published a while ago and so yeah. i feel like it's it's peak popularity has already passed definitely but definitely. nobody i don't hear people I really, talk about this ever yeah nobody i really knew read the book so i heard mm. buzz about it and stuff but i don't know if i would like it i don't know right it's tricky it was blurbed by sarah gruen who wrote water for elephants she says that makes a hypnotic sense. horrifying astonishing novel that manages against all odds to be redemptive wow that's dramatic um <laughs> for some reason the feeling of this book and just like the vibe of it reminds me of the time traveler's wife like it's got yeah. the same floppy pages it probably came out around the same time this came out in 2008 so classic wow. era it reminds like a really me long time ago now <laughs> 
It reminds me of like the girl with the dragon tattoo, like that area. Yeah, it's got the same vibe on the back too. Yeah. Like the picture of someone's back with the tattoo on it. It's kind of a weird cover, honestly. <laughs> it's not the most attractive cover, but it really, um, you know, sets the scene. <laughs> I have this weird feeling that I owned a copy of the Gargoyle a really long time ago. I think I might have bought it once too and then gotten rid of it. because I was like, why did I have this? Like I was probably 12 and was like, that looks neat. I feel like maybe I ordered a copy from the book depository because the UK has a cool red cover but maybe I'm like conflating that with something else it's very possible Uh, we have bought a lot of books in in our time we sure I really wish I wish there was a way to just know how many (laughs) books you've purchased over your entire life like wouldn't that be a funny number to know it would be really cool and it would be cool to know how much money I've spent on books it'd be kind of scary but I think it would actually be more than anything it would be interesting definitely because it's like whoa like I wouldn't I wouldn't have like change anything if i could go back and be like oh instead of spending twenty thousand dollars on books maybe i'll save that money for something else like no i wouldn't have thought that way i guess i could have a deposit on a home could Uh, i'd rather have books though (laughs) but yeah it's kind of scary to think this is for me a little bit of a of a recent discussion i've been having with myself a recent I don't know, development, because throughout the last few years, I've had quite a few moments where I have unhauled or decluttered my book collection. Yeah. And it always happens around a big move or Mm. like around a redecoration where I'm like, okay, I want to move my room around and I don't want this shelf anymore and it's time to declutter. Or yeah. like, I, usually, like I said, usually it's like I'm moving. God damn it. I don't want to carry books that I don't need to carry. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to declutter. But I've been realizing lately, I don't think I might never do that again. Like I don't really have a reason yeah. to unhaul books because I don't think I'm, according to my current plan, I don't think I'm ever going to sell this house. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like at yeah. most I might like rent it out or have it as a cabin or something if I'm I not see. like, yeah. um, if I want to live somewhere else for a while. But like, I think of this is, I'm going to have this place forever. So I can just leave my books here. So I'm sort of like, is the That's era true. of leaving books, like, like leave, like getting rid of books. Is that behind me? I kind of like that idea because we all have those books we've donated and we regret donating. Oh, right? 100%. It's like, <laughs> I've, I've repurchased books because I got yes! rid of them and was like, why did I do that? I want it back now and I want to read it again. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got it's rid so of... stupid. I got rid of a lot of YA when I moved here. And honestly, like 90% of it, that was the right call. It was time to yeah. let go of those books. I wasn't thinking about them. I was never going to reference them or look at them again. But there are a couple where I'm like... I think I should have kept like my copy of the Maze Runner. I'm like, I think I should have kept that because it just (laughs) to me is like very nostalgic of that time in our teenagehood when we were all Mm -hmm. reading dystopian. Um, Yeah. But anyways, I don't know how I go. Oh, I got on that topic because maybe we've bought the gargoyle before. (laughs) (laughs) It's very possible. There, There was a time when I was younger that I would buy all sorts of random books if I saw them at thrift stores or garage sales or whatever. And I know for a fact that I've gotten rid of many of them and never touched them because i would just buy everything i i was like "Ooh, books i'll just take them all like yes (laughs) i had no filter for what i would choose to take in it's kind of cool it's kind of cool anyways well that's my haul i have only one book to haul oh yeah i actually didn't buy any but i haven't bought any books in the last few weeks since coming back from my trip thank god do i need any more books (laughs) aren't you special (laughs) 
But this book was very kindly sent to me um, by the author. It is her debut novel. And I'm really excited to just shout it out for anyone who might be interested in this book. It's called What a Shame by Abigail Bergstrom. So it's got a really great cover. Oh, that's a fun cover. Oh, I like that a lot. It is a really good cover. This is the arc. So the back is like all quotes and it looks really cool, but I'm I'm guessing this is not what the actual back of the book is going to be like. Um, So, okay. Abigail Bergstrom. She's so cool. (laughs) She has a very cool look. She has those short bangs. Oh, man. I'm always jealous of people who can have those bangs. I'm so jealous. It's such a look and I would look so dumb. I feel the, I love that that was your reaction because I feel the exact (laughs) same way. She also does the dot under her eye mascara look. She is so cool. Um, And she's done a lot of really cool projects. She was the publicist and she had a, um, or she has a like little publishing house and stuff and published some of my friend's works and stuff. So that's kind of how I met her and stuff. Cool. It's more of like a, of an internet meeting. I haven't yet met her in real life, but she's very cool. She's very lovely. She messaged me saying my debut novel is coming out. If you'd be interested in a copy, I could get my publicist to send you one. And I was like, of course I'd be, I'd be honored. So what a shame by Abigail Bergstrom. It's got, it's getting such good reviews. Like, which is so exciting, isn't it? Like, yeah, that's the I don't best. know. There's, it's so lovely to to get good reviews for a debut. That's so exciting. But mm-hmm. it says um, that the story is about. Oh, basically, it sounds to me from what I can gather, it's a kind of a vague synopsis. But I read a couple reviews, and it says that it's about um, a woman who is in a in a big moment of crisis. Her father has passed away, and for some unexplainable reason that maybe we just don't know at the beginning of the book, but um, her partner has left her. So mm-hmm. she's gone through these two big moments, right? Like a, the, her father passing away and a big breakup. And she's yeah. just sort of like everything is stripped away and she's got to kind of figure it out. Um, so it sounds like the kind of contemporary novel that I would love. Yeah, exactly. I was just thinking that. Let's, let's see the first line. What's, what's going on here? <laughs> Prologue. At first, there was drama and morbid excitement, all the morose trimmings that come with the early stages of mourning and grief. Promising. Promising, Mm -hmm. Raylene. (laughs) I would keep reading. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, if you want to check that out, What a Shame by Abigail Bergstrom. And obviously, I'll post a photo on the Instagram so you guys can see the cool cover. But now we should talk about books we've actually read. (laughs) Oh, huh. What a concept. <laughs> or our reading. Should we start with currently reading or should we start with uh, finished? We want to review. Ooh, I don't know, man. I can't <laughs> choose. Let's talk about what we've read because I have uh, a big whopper for you. <laughs> Whoa, really? Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Say it. I want to know. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, as I mentioned in the last update episode, because of the flooding in BC and specifically in mm. my area I've had such a long commute um to get to and from work and so right I've been so you've been doing audiobooks, audiobooks. yeah yes. I've been doing audiobooks and I was just like looking through the audiobook app like whoa what should I read and then I came across oh my gosh you're, not, you're gonna be so excited when I tell you this tell me sourdough 
by Robin oh, Sloan. I never I, saw it coming. My mind I read was, that. I listened to the audiobook. Was, <laughs> my mind was going through the Rolodex of what is Raylene going to mention? What is she, yeah. Sourdough was not on my radar at I know, all. right? It wasn't on my radar at all either. And I just saw it and was like, why don't I read Sourdough? Like, what's stopping me? Oh, my God. What? Okay. So, obviously, just for the record, everybody, I read this a couple years ago, maybe two years ago. And yeah. I really, really loved it. It made me start making sourdough. But mm -hmm. also, I just want to mention, I read the physical book. And you're saying you listen to the audiobook. So yeah. I don't know what the audiobook experience is like. Please tell us what happened. Did you like it? Was the reader good? Yeah, the Everything. reader was really good. I honestly like started, I think, three or four different audiobooks this one morning when I finally landed on sourdough. And I was just like not vibing with any of them. Okay. And then I started sourdough and I was like, this is great. Um, I'm not That's sure who the thing. narrator is, but yeah, it just felt good. And the narrator yeah. was not annoying yes. and just had a good voice. Like it's it's hard to explain, but like that's it. <laughs> that's why I, I went I stuck with it. Yeah. And yeah, it, it was good. Like it it was by no means for me like a favorite book, but it was lots of fun. It's fun, like, right? Yeah. It's fun. It was just pure fun. Yeah. Similarly to um his other book, Mr. Penumbra's Twenty Four Hour yes, Bookstore. It's yes, just like kind exactly. of a wild ride, quirky, <laughs> like kind of, you know, you encounter some weird people and there's like a very specific thing happening. And mm. for for this book, it's a person who works at this like tech company and is kind of bored. She makes lots of money, but she's not fulfilled in her life. Yes. And she like I love the beginning of the story though, how she's just like eating terrible food all the time and she <laughs> decides to just try out this random little restaurant that's run by these two brothers that just like operate out of their house and they bring her soup and a sandwich every single day and it's yeah. called the what is it called the double spicy because <laughs> everything <laughs> is spicy and she just falls in love with it and they bring her the sourdough bread and then through circumstances she gets a bit of their starter and they're like here we bestow upon you the tools to make bread and then she finds a passion for bread and i was like <laughs> It's just such a silly, silly <laughs> plot, but I love it. <laughs> like, it was pure fun, and it was really enjoyable to listen to as I drove through the flooded fields of my area. Oof. It was, it was just lovely. That is lovely. Yeah. yeah. I am. Um, by the way, speaking of floods, I've gotten a couple of messages from people because there was some flooding in Halifax. Really? There were some oh, no. people wondering if I was okay because obviously I have a river in my backyard and they were just worried. Don't worry. I'm completely fine. My Phew. river held strong. Everything is okay. <laughs> um, I'm currently on Mr. Not Mr. Penumbra. Sorry. On Robin <laughs> Sloan's. <laughs> Um, author page trying to figure out he doesn't have any new books i was wondering if no, he had he's like anything kind of random like he just like will write he a book is, and then right? wait a while yeah Pop so out another one um mr penumbra's 24-hour bookstore was so big that book was so big when it came out so it has wow it has 189,000 ratings on goodreads mm. which is like really shows how big that book was but it came out in 2012 and then this oh. book sourdough came out in 2017 so and all the other stuff he's published yeah. is sort of smaller like like short stories or bonus mm -hmm. stories and stuff so hmm. i'll be i you know what robin sloan for me is definitely a uh like i will read everything by him author but yeah. i don't 
I've never thought of him as a favorite author. I guess because neither of his two books have become like five out of five star for me. Like yeah. both of them are like solidly four out of star, four out of five yeah. stars. Really enjoy them. Really have a good time with them. But maybe there wasn't the like huge deep impact that would make it a five out of five. But um, totally. But also like you're saying, he's kind of random. <laughs> like yeah. he comes out with a book every few, like every five or six years, and it's it just feels and they're like, both very quirky. They're Which very now quirky. that I'm thinking about it, I feel like um sourdough and albatross kind of like yes. go hand in hand I to agree. me a little bit completely different plots but like they feel like brothers <laughs> so yeah for people who can't get mean. their hands on albatross i would say give I- sourdough a try to get like a similar vibe that's funny that's yeah. really i'm really glad that you read it i think that's really fun um yeah like how I'm, long just, was- I'm, a, I'm gonna listen to so many random audiobooks over the next few months because who knows when the highway's going to get fixed. Yeah, that's true. How long was the audiobook? I think it was 6 hours. Cool. Like it was that's pretty like short. That was also that was also partly why I chose it yeah. cuz I was like I'm not really in the mood for a 10 hour, like 8 no. hour. That's a bit too much. And so I went for a shorter one and it was the right choice. I um I think this is a perfect moment because I'm about to talk about an audiobook as well. <laughs> this is a perfect moment to mention something we're going to try out, ladies and gentlemen and other folks in our crowd, okay? (laughs) We are gonna start having on our website and in the show notes, we're gonna start having affiliate links. It's an experiment, okay? I think that this is cool. (laughs) So that's why we're trying it. Mm -hmm. Basically, if you hear about a book from us and you're like, I do wanna check that out or I do wanna buy that book and you use our affiliate link, we get a little percentage back from that sale. Mm-hmm. And the reason I wanna mention this right now, Raylene, is because I um, have talked with the, the people at Libro FM Ooh. about their affiliate program and I love those peeps. They're so lovely to me. <laughs> Like every time I email with them, they are so, so nice. They are so lovely. And I was able, really, I haven't even told you about this, okay? Yeah, like this is all fresh news to me. (laughs) I was able to get our, anyone who clicks on our link, I was able to get them a one for two deal. So if they buy one audiobook, they can get two. You know, like one or two for oh, two, two for, for one. The price I was of like, one, one two for, for two one. sounds like a terrible deal. <laughs> <laughs> you pay for one, you get two. Whatever. That's um, awesome. So yes, if you guys want to check that out, the link is in our description. But it, it is also just libro fm forward slash books unbound. Um, I set that up. So guys, check it out. I, we love Libro FM. The cool thing about Libro FM is that they are linked to independent bookstores. So they are run independently. It's a small team of cool book people who wanted to make a really cool audiobook platform and they have nailed it. Their app is just lovely. They're not, this is not sponsored by the way. I just, I've d- mentioned them in loads of videos because I just think book readers should know about this. You yeah. know, it's like, I know for a long time, I was just using Audible because I didn't know about an alternative. Um, right. So Libro FM is really awesome. They're like exclusively who I use now. And if you guys want to check them out, there's a link in the show notes. But I will now segue into hmm. what I'm currently Very reading, nice. which is kind of out of order because I think you finished other stuff. But I love this. This is I am currently reading an audiobook, so I feel like it's the moment to talk about it. I started reading an anthrop- the Anthropocene Reviewed <gasps> by John Green. Yeah! 
<laughs> That's really exciting to me. I know. It is really exciting. I'm really excited about it. So here's the sitch, ladies and gentlemen. Either... No. So at the beginning of this year, when we did our big episode talking about the books we were most excited to read and like our 2021 reading challenges and all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. I mentioned an absolute... An absolutely remarkable thing. That's Whoa. the wrong one. <laughs> the Anthropocene reviewed because it was John Green's new book. Obviously, I was very excited about it. I got a copy of it, super, super hyped. And God damn it, Raylene, it mm. 100% became a mashed potato book. Okay. Yeah. Because, and how I know is because the reason I wasn't reading it was because I was waiting for the goddamn perfect time. Yep, that's what it's all about. (laughs) I was like, I'm so excited about this book. I think it's going to become a new favorite. I'm really excited about the concept and I love the author. So I think that this is going to be amazing. I need to read it at the perfect time. And I kept not reading it. And it's sort of like, that's just so counterintuitive and depressing. But basically... I was, this is a story for another time and I will explain it in a few weeks, but I was building a miniature uh, table. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love Uh, this. Stay tuned if you want to hear about why I was building a miniature table in a few weeks. But I was in fact building a miniature table and I was like kind of vibing in a really great way. I was like, I'm just building this miniature. I'm just following instructions. Mm Mm-hmm. I want to listen to an audiobook. I haven't listened to an audiobook <sighs> Amazing. in months. Like maybe, I actually don't remember the last audiobook I listened to. So I was like, this is the perfect time. What audiobook do I want to listen to? And the, and it was just like, I instantly knew it had to be an, the Anthropocene Reviewed. And the reason that I was not wanting to read the audiobook was because I know that the physical book has the footnotes it has like additional footnotes and stuff so i kept saying to myself no don't listen to the audiobook like definitely read the book but i can still go through and read the footnotes i'm sure he'll he'll read the footnotes in the audiobook i don't think he does for some reason that would be so crazy i think that they're bonus for the book but i think that's true i am appalled (laughs) but i think there are things in the audiobook that there aren't in the physical yeah that's i love it when authors do that where they yeah. like kind of go off on a little tangent they're like because it's an audiobook i can just say exactly. this exactly <laughs> so i was sort of like torn between what experience do i want to have and i was like yeah. okay well instead of not having either experience i'll just pick the easy road and i will listen to the audiobook and it was such a good decision it feels so lovely because it does feel like hanging out with john right it just feels yeah. like you're hanging out with john green he's telling you about stuff and Obviously, you've already listened to this, right? You read I read it. it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you actually read the book. Yeah. Oh, for some reason, I thought you'd done the audiobook. Cool. No. So, um, all right. When I finish it, I'll get to tell everyone my scoop on the audiobook experience. But as you know, because you have read it, it does feel so much... It's so personal. It's so different mm-hmm. from John's other stuff because usually John is obviously very private. Obviously, there's like themes from his life in his novels yeah. and stuff and maybe some parallels. But even as he talks about in, I think, the first, maybe the prologue or the first chapter of the book, people have always wondered and asked him in interviews and stuff like, are you the same as your characters? And he's like, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> 
no it's a character like it, it sure obviously it's being influenced by my life but it's a character and he's like for once i'm gonna just talk about myself so it's super yeah. cool i'm really I enjoying it he obviously does a really good job narrating it and i'm glad to have started it so that's another audiobook you could that's get cool with our link librofm.com forward slash books unbound i was like what is it (laughs) who are we again (laughs) linked in the show notes linked on our website um okay back to the books you finished are there any other ones i felt like there was another one oh i mean nothing worth like getting into like i finished listening to um from here to eternity by caitlin um doty my friend and i listened we finally finished listening to it because we were carpooling a little bit again yeah um and it was fine it wasn't like it didn't blow my socks off but there was a really interesting portion about um how they do cremation in japan that was really cool and like they have all these high tech like things in place where like you can go to a place where they've got all these like urns for you know all these dead people and you could just like punch into like a little ipad who you want to see and it'll like and like bring them out like a vending machine almost (laughs) yeah like it's just they've done some really cool stuff and it was very interesting because i had never heard of a lot of this stuff and just some of the kind of ceremonies that that they do and i mean there was interesting ceremonies throughout the entire world but the japan one really stuck with me because it was there was just so many unusual and like beautiful things that that she talked about but yeah it was an interesting book that's really um, I definitely want to read one of her other books, but I have I two questions now. for you. Okay. <laughs> Question okay. number one. You've read another book or two by her, right? Yes, I've read her newest book, which is um Will My Cat Eat My Eyeballs? I really so liked that. Out one. of those two books, which one do you recommend? Will My Cat Eat My Eyeballs for okay. sure. I okay. highly recommend that one because that one was fun because her the whole book is um based on basically questions that she was like she's a mortician mm-hmm. and funeral director and all this stuff and these are questions that she's gotten from children who have right. asked her like can we give my grandma a viking funeral and she like explains <laughs> um why that's not a thing and like stuff like right. that and it was right. so that was really fun because because all the questions were kind of like off the wall and um from here to eternity was just about um like funerals and burial ceremonies and like things throughout the world so So it was about a bunch of different cultures but yeah it was more like one specific topic and then i haven't read smoke gets in your eyes yet but that one i think is more of a memoir of her time working in a crematorium okay so i feel like that one will also be very appealing but they're all very different yeah like they all have a different focus which is cool so that's really i definitely recommend her and she's very funny like i mentioned that before but she's hilarious she's hilarious yeah. She truly is one of my favorite YouTubers. I think oh, that cool. her content is genuinely the top 5% of YouTube. Like she's do wow. the only side of YouTube I respect anymore <laughs> is <laughs> if I may be so blunt, the mortician corner. <laughs> well, no, it's just people doing doing stuff that is adjacent or inside of education. And I that can be yeah, it's a very broad term for me it can be Mm -hmm. like there's so many different interpretations of and visions for how education can be but when someone's doing something slightly educational i'm just like that is fascinating you know um and because not everyone can do that it's not like the kind of content you often see on the internet which is like anyone could do yeah 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 (laughs) it just feels like 
Oh, I don't know. It just feels so thoughtful and like they mm-hmm. like the person who's making that sort of educational content is like, I am learning something and I want to share that with you or I know something and I want to yeah, share cool. that with you. And I find that so valuable. And I find it's sort of like, I guess, 200 years from now, I think that will be a lot of the stuff that's so valuable to look at. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like historically, like look at how beautiful it was that people use this platform to share stuff that they knew with one another. Um, And that's why I mean, it can be really broad, like it could be people sharing their lives, because that can be educational into like how somebody is living or how somebody's getting through a Mm -hmm. mental health moment or, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of different versions of that. But specifically for me, especially for me, like stuff like Caitlin Doty and ContraPoints and SciShow and Crash Course and all these different educational channels. I'm just so inspired by them. I'm probably going to get in trouble because there's so many exceptions to what I've just said. Like, obviously, there's a lot of really great content creators who aren't quote unquote educational adjacent or whatever. But whatever. I made an overgeneralization. That's okay. It's the Internet. Um, (laughs) And I do also watch compilations of TikToks on YouTube sometimes. Okay, (laughs) I'm not an elitist. (laughs) Obviously, do think entertainment is important, too. Yeah. Um, The second question I had for you, though, is... Maybe based on that reading that you've done from Caitlin Doty, has it mm-hmm. changed your mind at all about how you would like your burial to happen? No. This no. is like a personal question, I guess. <laughs> it's like I mean, when Harry asks Dumbledore, <laughs> what do you see in the mirror? It's like, like you can't uh, ask me that, son. Socks. <laughs> um, no, I wouldn't say so. It was more just like eye-opening to what different cultures find valuable in death and like about connecting with their loved ones and stuff so it was more about that and for me I'm like I'm not spiritual in any way and I so the book didn't really change my mind about anything yeah and it's like I don't really care what happens to me it's really (laughs) interesting because like through her videos I've learned so much about the legal stuff that's attached Mm. to burial and stuff like in a lot of states so I actually don't even know the Canadian provincial thing but like in a lot of states you, for example, could be cremated and, and you want to be, you want your ashes spread. Well, there's rules yeah. about where you're allowed to have your ashes <laughs> spread, right? And like all these sorts of things that you don't think about. Um, like somebody asked her a question about like, can I have my loved one's skull? Cause I just want to keep their skull. Yeah. And she's like, probably not depending on what state you live in. And mm. I was like, that's so interesting how these like death rituals are linked to laws and stuff anyway that that's cool i really want to read a book of hers because i think she's so so awesome yeah, you i want to be her friend so freaking badly and the audiobooks <laughs> are great just saying not to like keep dragging out the whole audiobook thing but <laughs> they are very good and i recommend listening to them yeah i mean I she's she got such a cool awesome. unique voice as well so yeah. i feel like she would do really good reading them definitely um okay well i also didn't finish anything I am in the midst of a career crisis. It's it's not a crisis. Well, it is a crisis. There's just too... I've agreed to too many things. And yeah, it, that it, sucks. Yeah. Like, basically, I had agreed to a, a strong but manageable amount of things. And then a new opportunity came around that I genuinely could not say no to. <laughs> so I added that on top of the list. And now it is the straw that has broken this camel's back. (laughs) Everything has gone to hell in a hands basket. So I really have not been reading very much other than when I was reading um, that audiobook and listening to the audiobook, which was so, that was a good moment in the last week. That was a nice little time. 
but so sometimes actually, you have to squeeze in the reading when you when you have a moment you know yeah. just like that like listening to an audiobook when you happen to be doing the dishes or something like exactly that that's why enough. i really miss listening to audiobooks like last year maybe people recall last summer i really read a lot of audiobooks and it was mm. because i was playing video games while i was listening to them right and this year we talked about this a few months ago but this year i just haven't gotten back into that pattern and i really hope it's something i can do this winter because it's kind of perfect obviously now i can't really yeah. go outside as much i can but it's freaking cold (laughs) it's already (laughs) starting to get chilly enough that you don't want to dawdle outside so now that it's like getting cold also it's like depressingly dark it's like dark at four (sighs) it's approaching four o'clock my time right now and i'm like yep i can see the light dimming out exactly it'll be dark before i know it it's so dreary so it's like kind of the perfect time to like get into that routine of playing video games or doing a craft or like i have these two really awesome lego sets <laughs> oh, you don't say <laughs> i have one that i've literally had for like a year now maybe two years now it's ridiculous i bought it ages ago because i had this video idea of like i think i was going to do a q a or i was going to review a bunch of books while doing this lego that is of a book it's like a giant book cool. made out of lego and when you open the book it's like um little red riding hood like a little oh pop-up it's That's so cool. cute. And then recently, Connor, my boyfriend, got me the book. For all the Lego fans out there, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but it's the bookstore Lego because Lego has Ooh, this like building so series like of buildings. Oh, and cool. like there's a diner and there's like whatever, all these different yeah. shops. And they released a bookstore and it's completely sold out. And then it came back into stock. And I was like, <sighs> Connor. <laughs> I need this bookstore. And I was feeling really low. This was a couple months ago. So he got me this bookstore. And I just haven't had a chance to build it. And I'm like, these are the perfect experiences for audiobooking. Yes, exactly. So That's I what hope you I can do. do that. And like, it's also kind of, I don't know, it just feels very Christmassy, doesn't it? Like maybe a puzzle mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, that's like, I've been crafting lately. I am. Um, what are you working on? What, I, I can't tell you. Oh, it's a secret. That <laughs> makes me very excited. <laughs> I can't even begin to tell you what medium because that would ruin everything. <laughs> but yes, I've been crafting and it's been very fun and it requires a lot of um, time and yeah. and like sitting down and just doing it. And so having an audiobook makes it feel like I'm not just like dawdling away my hours, you know? So are you juggling audiobooks? Because I know you're doing an audiobook with um, with your coworker while yeah. you're driving. <laughs> and then are you doing a separate one at home? Because you couldn't listen to that one on your own. Well, then what would she of, do? I know, exactly. <laughs> it's been kind of tricky. We started out, we were driving to work together listening to an audiobook however she doesn't work on mondays so on mondays i can listen to my own audiobook but then there was also uh, there was one week where um there's a road that (laughs) is close to where she is but not close to where i am that like makes it easier for her to get to work but that road keeps getting flooded but there was a week where it was not flooded and so she was like hell yeah i can get to work and it'll only take me 15 minutes to get there and i was like okay thank you i'll just be over here taking an hour to get to work but that's fine um and so she was driving by herself and i was driving by myself so that's when I started listening to an audiobook by myself. And um, now we're carpooling again because the road is flooded again. Of and uh, so now we're, we actually, I guess we'll have to start a new book because we <laughs> finished, we finished the Caitlin Doty book. Oh my God. Wow. So yeah, it's been kind of crazy. I've had a lot of audiobooks just like scrambling around. Yeah, head. that's hilarious. That's kind yeah. of fun. That's cool. It that's a little of bit fun. of a little bit of added drama in there. I actually yes. did start reading another book. I don't know why. 
I've got problems, Raylene. I've got, That's fine. <laughs> I've got mental me problems <laughs> where I keep trying to read more than I will ever finish. But I started reading Recipe for a Perfect Wife. Do you remember me hauling this book? Uh, Not by name, no. I don't remember the name. Unfortunately, I forgot it upstairs. So let me uh, bring it up so that I can show you the cover. Um, but this is a book that I saw really randomly in a bookshop in Halifax. I might have actually even purchased this book with you. I don't Possibly. know if that's accurate. Um, oh, no, I, for some reason, don't remember this at all. Okay. Oh, wait, so, Karma Brown. I recognize the author's name. Karma Brown. Yeah, I don't know anything else she's written. Um, but she seems she seems cool. The book seems really cool. And I, it's kind of funny. Like, I bought this book on a real whim super whim just was like read the flap thought it sounded great bought it amongst some other books had it upstairs in my bedroom and then I was like in the mood to read something but I was not in the mood to come downstairs to pick a book (laughs) yeah the struggle's real so I was like what's near me and I saw that book and I was like oh I'll give that a shot so I started reading it and I instantly remembered why I bought it. And I'm really excited about it, actually. God, I hope I finish it. Nice. <laughs> this, this is very Isn't English- that always the big, the big question? That's the big you, question you with me. Will you finish yeah, it? That's, <laughs> yeah, you're much better at that than me. But this book is about two different characters, but they both live in the same house. However, 50 years apart. So maybe oh. 60 years apart. Whoa. So you have a woman in the 1950s who's moved into this house with her husband. And it's kind of like the picturesque 1950s nuclear family situation, mm-hmm. right? Like picket fence. She's going to garden. She's going to cook pies. He's going to go to work. They're Beautiful. in suburbia. It's supposed to be like the perfect ideal. Obviously, we all know that none of that was perfect, but whatever. <laughs> and then the second character is moving into the same house, but in 2018. Oh, my And God. she's very different. I mean, obviously, just by nature, she's... Um, I think both of the characters are, like, in their late 20s. Mm-hmm. But it's obviously such a different understanding of, like, what being a woman is and what a woman could do and the freedoms that she had mm-hmm. and what a life would look like for a woman. But she, uh, the 2018 character is like, I think she was a lawyer or something, I forget now, but like corporate Ooh. something, very fancy, yeah. decided to lo- uh, leave her job to be a writer and is now mm-hmm. having like a complete crisis because she's like stressed about writing and doesn't know what she's doing with her life and she's lost her identity because she was so proud of being like a, you know, like a successful New York woman and now they've moved into these suburbs and she's having like a crisis of character, I guess. Mm-hmm. And... The house is really run down. It, it's kind of funny because the prologue in chapter one was from the perspective of the, the woman in the 50s. And she was moving into a brand new, beautiful house. Like it was yeah. like, oh, look at this beautiful like 40s home. It's only 10 yeah. years old. And it's like super original and perfect and beautiful. Whereas this later character is like, holy shit, this is in such bad condition. And I'm going to have to <laughs> yeah, completely renovate it. And it's going to be a giant project. Obviously, that is why I bought this book. I must have seen it in the bookshop. And yeah. I remember being like, oh, yeah, this is about a character renovating a house. Haha, <laughs> that's so me. But yeah, that now I'm... Me. There was, 
I don't know if you remember, but one time I was thrift shopping and I sent you the back, like the synopsis of this book that was like a psychological thriller, but it was about a couple that was like they bought an old house and they were renovating it. And and then there was like something scary happening. So I was like, (laughs) I was like, if only you were into thrillers, this would be the perfect book for (laughs) you. I remember that. Anything related to (laughs) renovating a house. (laughs) People don't know how often Raylene and me just text each other pictures of books we see out in the world. We're like, Mm -hmm. have you seen this cover? (laughs) This is crazy. Um, But yeah, anyway, I started reading that. I feel like it's going to take me ages to read it because genuinely (laughs) the next few weeks are so busy. I really only foresee myself barely reading. And the final book I wanted to talk about in this currently reading section is Eileen by freaking Otessa Moshfeg. That's what I'm currently reading too. I'll just backpack on that. Yes, well, I I basically wanted to segue into that book because we should talk about it. But please, you lead the charge here. Yeah, so I... I'm still, like, I've only just in the beginning. I'm on page 64 right now. Um, And, man, this book is so strange, but I, like, I'm really enjoying it. It's funny seeing um, another, like, reading another book by Otessa Moshfeg, because obviously we both read My Year of Rest and Relaxation. And this, like, you can tell it's written by the same author, but it does have, like, a different feel to it at the same time. Because this one is more, like, Eileen as a main character is so fun to read about because she's kind of like horrible and like (laughs) detestable but in a like in a great way like she's an interesting character and there isn't really a lot of plot at least not from what i've read so far it's very much a like character story and i'm loving that so i feel like it's been a while since i've read a book with like a really just fantastic Mm. like well-rounded main character where like i don't even care if there's no plot and that doesn't happen very often for me as we know i'm i'm very much a plot person Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I'm really liking it. It's super interesting. That's really cool. I uh, was just looking at the calendar here, and this episode is coming out on December 12th. So the reason that we're both reading um, Eileen is because it's our next and final for the year yeah. book club pick. And you have, anyone listening, you have until the 14th to send us a voicemail Ooh. clip if you wanted to do that. So you have two That's more true. days. And to be fair... You don't need to finish the book to send us a voicemail clip. <laughs> yeah, you can give you us could a just clip be, from anywhere in the book. Exactly. You could be like 10% into it. You could have just read the first page and you could send us a 30-second clip that says, what did you guys think of the first line? Or mm-hmm. anything, any question. We'll answer anything it's at true. this point. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm really excited. So I was having, it was so funny. I just realized I needed to, I was like, oh God, we're doing this Instagram live for it tomorrow on the day we're recording but it was a couple it was a couple days ago but i was like oh god i have to read those first 80 pages or whatever and i was texting raylene about it and then i had this epiphany i was like wait a minute (laughs) this isn't homework like i'm actually excited to read this (laughs) yeah it's just a matter of squeezing it in it's just the time exactly it's just just the time time. (laughs) but it doesn't actually really feel like homework in that like I'm so excited to be reading another Otessa Moshe. No, it feels like a special treat yes, to be it, able to exactly. read one of her books, you know? She is so talented. She is so interesting. Um, I'm so excited to see where this book goes. It's kind of fun that it's like set in wintertime and like Christmassy time. But Exactly. Like, it's the perfect time to be reading it, honestly. Yeah, exactly. So I'm really not far into it at all. I'm only like 10 pages in, so I can mm. I can barely say anything interesting. Um, but obviously, our book club episode will be coming out before the end of the year. So if you are interested in hearing our in-depth thoughts about that, when the book club episode comes out, just so you know, 
The first section is non-spoilery. We just talk a lot about like how we felt about the book and then we do a very clear like spoiler warning our yeah. com- spoilers are coming moment. So if you are interested in hearing our in-depth thoughts, that would be the moment. 100%. Um okay, let's see. Look at my I'm looking at my list. We do- we did recently <laughs> finished. We did currently reading. We did book haul. It's now time for book news. <laughs> So, guys, I struggled. <laughs> I usually, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, do you remember I had like 18 items yeah, on, yeah. The, on the list? This oh, yeah, week, I remember. This week, I was grasping at straws. I was like, there has been nothing new announced. Nothing is going on. <laughs> to be fair, that is kind of normal for publishing. Publishing shuts down a little bit during during winter like big books don't get released during winter big announcements don't really usually tend to happen so mm. it's a little bit, we're, we've gone dormant ladies and gentlemen but one piece of book news this is all i have for you really and i have <laughs> one piece of book news and it's very silly and very irrelevant but here we are margaret atwood <laughs> is on a stamp that's right <laughs> I actually saw those stamps. I was at the post office yesterday picking something up. And I was like, Margaret? (laughs) She did a kind of a funny uh, Instagram post about this. She was like, that's right. I forget exactly what it was, but it was something like, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. I'm I'm on a stamp and I'm not even dead. (laughs) I love that. Uh, Let's see if I can find. Oh, here it is. She wrote, yes, it's true. I'm a stamp and not even dead yet. As one outraged friend exclaimed, dot, dot, dot. So <laughs> I just thought that, I don't know. That was like the most interesting bookish e-news I could find. And I was like, I'm not going to force it. I'm not going to talk about fun, something. That's fun, man. But it is kind of fun. I um, I don't know. This must be a thing all over the whole world, I think. Like like um, custom stamps, like limited edition stamps. But at least in Canada. I mean, stamp collecting is a thing, right? So there must be... Yeah random stamps happening but anyways here in canada there's a lot of different custom stamps and like you said exactly like you said really you just randomly see them when you go into the post office (laughs) there's like this i don't know how to explain it but like a little glass display a little glass window at the countertop and that's where they have all the stamps and you just like every month or or every quarter of the year you see some random new collaboration right or they'll they'll make little booklets too they're like you can buy a special little like display booklet of all these stamps and things like sometimes there's a coin in there it's like yeah why is there always a coin Canada the Post is grasping at straws here, but <laughs> they're desperate. They're desperate. They really are. Um, it's very interesting. I could talk about Canada the Post another time. I have a real vendetta with Canada the Post. <laughs> I know I'm supposed to probably stand with them, but I they've they've spurred me many a time. I'm actually currently in a little bit of a battle with my current uh, oh my god post office guy he was very rude to me and now i'm giving him like the cold shoulder and Good. he's my you enemy and as people know i live in the middle of nowhere so like being in a battle with your postman that's a real it's a real thing in the community anyways what am i talking about i'm talking about the margaret atwood stamp i want to get some i think this would be fun yeah and i think 
<laughs> I guess these stamps don't mean anything in the long term, but maybe Canada Post does like, they must keep numbers on what stamps sold better than what. And I think it would be really funny <laughs> if like the literary stamps did really well. Yeah. So I've got to go see these stamps. I think that's really cute. So if you're in Canada and you want some Margaret Atwood stamps... <laughs> Don't walk. Run to your local <laughs> Canada Post. <laughs> oh, that's fun. That's really All fun. right. But now let's shift into book olds. All right. Ruben here. What's up? How's it going, everyone? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Ruben's book olds. Um, okay. So the book I picked, I... I don't think I've ever heard of this. I've heard of the author, but I had never heard of the book. And mm. it made me think of you, so I just had oh. to mention it. And actually, the way that I found this book, I, I honestly, I like do a different technique every time I'm trying to find a book olds. And this time I decided to look up past Pulitzer Prize winners. Ooh, and I wanted to cool pick one and yeah. shout it out. Yeah. So this one is called A Thousand Acres by Jane Smiley. Have you heard of this one? I have not. I'm thinking of the Hundred Acre Wood from <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> That's not <laughs> quite the same. Um, but this one sounds like a book that honestly, this is a book old that I can see you getting because okay. this seems like an aerial book. Tell me um, more. So let me just jump in. Aging Larry Cook announces his intention to turn over his 1,000-acre farm, one of the largest oh. in Zebulon County, Iowa, to his three daughters, Caroline, Ginny, and Rose. A man of harsh sensibilities, he carves Caroline out of the deal because she has the nerve to be less than enthusiastic about her father's generosity. While Larry Cook deteriorates into a pathetic drunk, his daughters are left to cope with the often grim realities of life on a family farm, from battering husbands to cutthroat lenders. Ooh, lenders. Ooh. In this winner of the 1992 Pulitzer Prize for Fiction, Smiley captures the essence of such a life with stark, painful detail. So farm, that was the thing that really um, struck me about yes. this was the, the farm vibe. Um, and it just, yeah, it sounds like a like a cool book. And it has a really nice cover. I think this must be a like a newer cover that I'm seeing. It's like a hay, a hay bale and a bunch of hay and a beautiful blue sky. And it just like looks really nice. I'm going to look up the cover. You should. Actually, it says this was first published in 1991. So it was published in 91, Ooh. and then it won the 1992 Pulitzer Prize for fiction. That's what it is. <laughs> I typed in a thousand acres into Google Images. <laughs> a classic aerial <laughs> move. <laughs> and what has come up is just a lot of lovely photos of woodlands. Uh, this reminds me of one time when we were playing Stardew Valley, and we were trying to figure out like how much you could sell a bok choy for, and you just looked up bok choy on google and you were like wait what <laughs> you don't put in the keyword that like specifies what you're actually looking for I'm just and like i really love that i'm just expecting google to understand it my should context know. come on by now you should know google you should know what i'm doing hello i also in that case might have thought i was on the stardew yeah, wiki and like did. expecting it to just yeah. work i'm it seeing the cover sense. you're talking about it actually is quite nice right um, it's crisp it is crisp. I'm curious, like, oh God, I've obviously never heard of this book. And so mm -hmm. it's interesting me, to me that it actually won the Pulitzer Prize. I like, know. Most of the books I hadn't heard of. Looking back through the Pulitzer Prize is like, if you go past, I don't know, like 2000, if you go like farther into the past, it's like, I don't know what a lot of these books are. Like, I've heard of most of the authors because most of them are big names, but it's like, what is this book? Like, of all the books of theirs that could have won, why this one? Like, I've never even heard of it. Yeah. So, as you I were found talking, that very interesting. 
as you were talking, I did it again. I went on to Goodreads to try and see, like, what are the people reviewing this book? And instead uh-huh. of A Thousand Acres <laughs> on Goodreads, I just typed in Pulitzer Prize. <laughs> oh, you're my favorite. <laughs> you're like, show me. Show me Pulitzer Prize. Please. You know what also is Goodreads. the massive problem why no- none of these results are working for me? It's because I'm typing in one zero 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 space acres, and oh. you need to type in a space t h o u s a n d acres, like the actual spelling yeah, of the true. word. That'll kill it. Gets, it gets. It's actually got pretty good reviews. Three point mm-hmm. eight is pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Most of the people reviewing it are not. Uh, oh no, there are just a lot of people marking it as to read. It's an aspirational read for a lot of people, I guess. <laughs> oh, another thing that I forgot about this book that I wanted to mention too is that it's like a retelling of King Lear, which I've never Whoa. read. Yeah, that's the other thing that I thought would be appealing to you. That is appealing to me, Raylian. God yeah. damn it, I need this book. How long is it? Is it short? <laughs> um, it is 371 pages, so it's not exactly short. Okay, it's okay. medium that's okay. long. That's medium. It's like it's that's it's medium. medium, but it's verging on long. Yeah, it's it's almost long, but it is still in the medium range. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder what we should go. We should talk about this in another episode, maybe sometime. We should just dive deep into what makes a book a short book short, and what's medium and what's long. Where do we draw the line? <laughs> <laughs> I draw the line. Well. You're right. We should do it later, but I think I draw. That could the be line a book some bucket probably. Three hundred pages, I think. Ooh. I think very interesting. Because everybody has a different. Everybody has. Yeah, a different, I think like, you're right. I think it's right? not universal, but I, for yeah. me, under three hundred, it's short. Once you've crossed into three hundred, we're in the normal medium range. Once we've passed four hundred, <laughs> baby, I'm not reading that book. It's long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, geez. Well, that actually, well, you've done it again, Raylene. I think you might have convinced me to buy one of your book olds. Yahoo! That's all I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think we have any other news to announce. Um, we still have some merch available if you guys are biting uh, to get our merch it's available now and it's mm-hmm. beautiful and we've started to get photos of people with our merch and it's just so beautiful so if you love the pod if you thought you know books unbound <laughs> podcast that's been a lovely part of my 2021 consider supporting us by buying a piece of merch but also you could consider checking out our patreon at patreon.com forward slash books unbound podcast And we are now going to go record our mini podcast that we release every single week on the Patreon. Books, (laughs) the sadly named Books on Bucket. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's beautiful. Thanks, man. Today we are going to be answering this question from Sierra, who I think has submitted some of our past questions. Mm. She's she's got some good ones. Um, This question is... Do you guys like reading books that take place specifically around a holiday or would you rather just continue reading what you were planning on? I don't know if that makes sense. Totally makes sense. I think, you know, some people love to theme a Christmas TBR or a Halloween TBR. Mm. Some people don't care and they've just got other plans. So I think it'd be fun to talk about like when we read what we read, do the holidays or the seasons affect that 
We're going to go chat about that right now if you want to check that out. Like I said, lots of links in the show notes. Thank you so much to everyone for hanging out with us. And once again, thank you so much to everyone who shared our podcast on uh, Instagram or wherever. That's such a big deal to like how a podcast grows. So we're really grateful. And Raylene, as always, it's been a it's been a pleasure to chat. (laughs) Hell yeah. It's been a slice. (sighs) All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. Goodbye. Bye.